I'm doing everything I can to ignore the current events, Jordan. Yeah. But it's hard. It's like depressing. You know, I was gone for a little, for a little bit, you know, out of internet range and and it's it's amazing how quickly you sort of forget all of the stuff that's going on when you're out and about doing something else when you're not being bombarded by propaganda. And then I come back into town and it's just like yeah, you're just it bombarded is the right word. You just and there's so much every day. You don't you almost don't realize it until you're away from it, and then you come back and there's a hundred new things to you know you could be just, afraid of. You could just uninstall Twitter from your phone. You could well, you could not, do that. You could just not look at the news websites. I, I you could do that, and I I actually outside of Twitter, I don't get on the news websites very much, but. Even doing that, this stuff is encroaching on our, on our, our regular lives in the, in the real world from having to mask back up or having your church leaders tell you to take a now approved experimental drug. It's still experimental. It's still experimental. Take the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, the FDA, this today is Monday, August 23rd, 2021. You're listening to to the Mind Virus podcast. And today the FDA has approved the Pfizer BioNTech experimental vaccine. What does that mean that they've approved? It, it? means what that, that like, a regulatory mean? agency at the government that has a long history of being paid by pharmaceutical companies to s- approve drugs has approved this one. What does so, that mean that it's approved? It means the Monsanto Corporation thinks you should take it? I mean, what, what does it, it doesn't mean, mean? It doesn't mean anything. You know, there's an old comic. Maybe we can find it. Remember when political cartoons used to actually... I don't even know if political cartoons... I mean, they're still out there. Well, yeah, there's some really good ones. Like, you can find some good, uh, more conservative, more sharp-thinking political cartoonists. There's, like, a guy named Ramirez and Banco. Ben Garrison was more of a Trumper. There's There's a few guys out there that do some pretty sharp quick-witted stuff there's a guy named bagley that uh, does cartoons for the salt lake tribune yeah. which is like the most infantile elementary school stupidity i've seen his that, that i mean it's not his drawing isn't too bad but his the concepts well, and the ideas and the jokes that he tries to make are so overtly not just statist but leftist democrat talking point statist that well, it's, it even, makes you want to vomit. They're not like, even jokes. His aren't even jokes. They're just stupidity. They're just talking points in a cartoon format. Like, right, like a, like an elementary school teacher would have, like like the one that got fired from Lehigh High School last week would have made these jokes right, up. Right. The the Penn and Teller guys that say, you know, if, if anyone ever says 9-11 was an inside job, push him down the stairs. That type of mentality. Like, we're brain right. dead. We just... We just spout off this uh, these slogans and this party line stuff. Well, there's an That's old Bagley. there's an old 
uh, there's an old cartoon that I remember seeing. It had a bottle, like a pill bottle. Okay. And it said, warning. It said, I think it said FDA warning. FDA approved drugs inside. Like an FDA, just because something approves FDA approval. You ever, li- you ever watch television? Watch, watch television, especially uh, programs, maybe like sports, where they know they're going to have an aging kind of boomer audience. And you see all these drug commercials. The drug commercials, those drugs that all have weird sci-fi sounding names are FDA approved. And <laughs> they're full of side effects. And those commercials, you know, it's become a satire. It's a joke that most of those commercials are somebody saying side effects may include death, bleeding, hemorrhage, suicidal tendencies, decapitation, decapitation, World War spontaneous III. combustion, anger, schizophrenia. And, and it's just those are all FDA approved. So FDA approval doesn't mean a whole lot. And I saw a, a Twitter post today from Scott Gottlieb, who's been a, you know on the forefront of all this. COVID statism. Well, Scott Gottlieb serves on the Pfizer board. Scott Gottlieb also used to be the head of the FDA. You see how that works? It's a revolving <laughs> greasy door. So here's a here's a just quick Google search. This is interesting because this is like the first Google search on what does FDA approval mean? And this is from Reich and Binstock, Attorneys at Law, founded in 1984, free consultation, Houston, Texas. They have a blog, and it says, does FDA's seal of approval mean a drug maker isn't liable for injuries? And so these guys obviously are making a lot of money suing people, drug makers, which, by the way, the government relieved the drug makers from li- this type of liability. Yeah, it's in you the, and me that have to end in up the paying mid, those damages. It's the mid-90s to, t- to the mid-2000s. There were several pieces of legislation passed to remove vaccine makers' liability. So uh, when they say it's safe and effective, that means it's safe and effective for them to make a lot of money without any liability. It right. provides them immunity. That's what these vaccines do is they provide them immunity from any repercussions. And um, they have a little note in here. So this is coming from attorneys. This is an attorney's blog. Does it mean you should trust it? Well, probably just as much as anything else that is in the media. But it says, what is the difference between FDA cleared and FDA approval? Um as we stated above, FDA approved just means that the benefits of a product's intended use outweigh its known risks. <laughs> what happened to the Hippocratic Oath? Do no harm. Well, that, First, do no that, harm, right? Like natural immunity died in March 2020. A lot of things died in March 2020. Is it the hypocritical oath now? <laughs> Right. So, so these guys go on and they say, let's be clear. The labeling system's not perfect. Oftentimes companies that initially gain FDA approval end up by recalling their product due to a safety hazard or product defect. In many cases, these hazards or defects result in many consumers sustaining injuries. What does this sound like? They will, then they will pursue class action lawsuits. This happens because FDA approved quote unquote, does not always equal safe quote unquote. Right. 
In fact, many people over the years have suffered permanent bodily harm or even death after using an FDA-approved product. Notably, the FDA itself does not develop the products that it evaluates. Additionally, it does not even conclude... It doesn't even conduct its own testing. Oh, that's an interesting revelation. Well, yeah, Pfizer's doing its own testing. Rather Rather, the FDA reviews independent clinical testing in order to determine the safety of products. Now, here's how it works. You purchase, if you're ultra wealthy, a pharmaceutical giant, and then you also purchase a testing company. You're right, right. Okay. Do you see how easy this is? There's a there's a scene in Batman Begins where uh, the bad guy, played by Rutger Hauer, who I think is a very underrated actor, really like him. He's great in what's the movie? Blade Runner, the first Blade Runner. The original Blade Runner? The original Blade Runner. That's a good movie. Ridley Scott directed. Yeah. When he does that scene where he's sitting in the rain and he talks about all the things that he's seen and he's going to die just because of some preset thing and he goes, all this will be gone like tears in rain, talking about his memories. Mm -hmm. He wrote that. Did you know that? He wrote those words and Uh kind of sprang it on everybody. That's cool. That's a pretty cool scene, I thought. That that wrap-up of that was was an amazing... um, amazingly poignant episode for a you know for quite an out there sci-fi right right well anyway uh he plays the chairman of the board of wayne enterprises in batman begins and takes over the company while bruce is gone and he's trying to explain to bruce why he doesn't have any more say in the company and he's like well it's complicated you know a series of trusts uh, other entities, corporations. That's how we got it. And then Bruce buys up all the stocks. Well, it's not at even at the end, and he he sh- springs the same line on Rutger Hauer. It's not even that complicated in this case. It's just you have you have the revolving door. This happens from government agencies to corporate boardrooms in all industries. You have people like Scott Gottlieb, who have an insider track to the FDA, serving on the board of directors or medical board or whatever of Pfizer. Oh, Donald Rumsfeld that's famously not, was That's uh, not complicated. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld was head of uh, Monsanto. Right. Uh you have Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, head of Halliburton. Yeah, he Halliburton. was the one I was looking for. You even have like people like uh like George Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. He served in the Clinton administration, right? Wasn't he the press secretary or something at some point? Something like that. And then went on to be in the news. And you have a lot of news people that revolve into these government propagandists. Andrew and Chris Cuomo, they never talk. I didn't do nothing. (laughs) A lot of people, I did a little informal polling. The voices play. The voices are getting like good. People like Andrew Cuomo. They like the voices. Well, they like the way Andrew Cuomo talks on the Mind Virus. (laughs) On the Mind Virus show, yeah. I'm going to have to practice some voices to compete with Bobby Even here. here in Utah, you have like... You have people serving on, on you know, in the Cox administration, that are prominent in local companies. And there's always this conflict of interest, and we just sort of say, "That's fine. It's no problem." It's like the Pfizer exec, that's also a church general authority, who in last year said the vax is coming in November, and then that article got scrubbed. Like. These things are like he didn't get the word that we were going to wait till after the election to do the vax. Well, I've I've really been curious. It's it's a I, we we've I think we've even linked to the web archive, but it was to Meridian Magazine, which is not a popular, well we linked, read. We linked to it uh, last episode. If you want to find it, it's in episode thirty six. We had to find an archived version of it, right? 
and it, it was not, I don't think it was Meridian. I think it was LDS Mag or something like that. It was Meridian Magazine, I believe. The one we linked to was LDS Mag. So I'll, I'll t- there maybe may be another, maybe another one out there. Let me, let me find but, it real but quick. But my point is it wasn't like he was out there in the New York Times or something. It was a local LDS magazine, and some somebody t- said, get rid of that. And Isn't I- Meridian a little more scholarly? Because this, uh, this is Latter-day Saint mag. I don't Meridian, know. Oh, it does, say matter, it, does, it does say Meridian magazine up at the top, so both right. Maybe they wanted that's, the same. Maybe that's their uh, domain. I, I've always been curious who instructed them to get rid of that. Was it the church? Was it Pfizer? Was it someone from the government? Who... I'd like to know the inside story on that. Before he answered our COVID-19 questions, he said, quote, Can I put on my Area 70 hat for just a second? I think God knows all things. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. You need an Area 70 <laughs> hat to say that? He knew this was coming. I'm sure there are lots of valuable well, he, lessons. He knew it was coming because you work at the company that's developing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are lots of valuable lessons this we can take what, from June, it collectively, June? individually. June or July of, uh, of July 9th, July 9th of 2020. Yes. So over a months, year ago, months before over a year ago, the vaccine was released over a year ago. This is Richard S. Hutchins, Area 70 for the New England area and an executive director for pharmaceutical sciences for Pfizer. Right. Well, the point is, there's a lot of conflict of interest in all of this FDA stuff. It's sort of like the BBB, the Better Business he has, he has provided a way out. Businesses can just buy the top rating from the BBB. They just pay for that. They go through a little bit of a vetting, but it's a marketing check mark. FDA approved. We're rated with the BBB. It's just it's just it's just marketing. It's just money. It's always money. So anyway, the FDA approved Pfizer vaccine is out there and you must take it. You probably will soon be forced to take it because the FDA approval opens up the avenue for, here comes that word again, mandates, which is a fancy word for pinning you down, tying your hands behind your back and jabbing the needle into your arm, whether you want it or not. I thought mandates were things that gay people went on. No, those are called cruises. Cruises, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's not talk about that. So, I think to, a friend of uh, mine sent me a, a friend of mine sent me an article. I want to point out. We, we there, there was an LDS. Uh, sorry, there was a KSL article about can you get a religious exemption? By the way, we're both feeling a little uh, cynical, pissed off. Is that the word you used? Yeah, I think that was We're the word. How little... you do? I, how, how you doing, Jordan? Well, I'm kind of pissed <laughs> off as usual. <laughs> right. That's how that exchange went this morning. Yeah. So uh, KSL running a Jenny in, Rollins in, story. interference. Jenny running Roll- interference for people who want to get a religious exemption to the COVID nineteen vaccine. Yeah. So they quoted a guy named uh, Cole Durham, doc, uh, doctor of law at BYU. At BYU, who was kind of ambiguous about it. I think I think we should talk about this for just a minute because first of all the question is, you know, why why would you need a religious exemption? So the reason the types of people that might respect your religious exemption will be employers or 
governmental agencies like schools, you know, whatnot. Right. You, you can't, I, I don't know if we can conceive of the idea that you'll be able to get a religious exemption passport to walk into whatever venue, concert venue you want. Now, if they, they'll really have crossed the line if they try to limit your access to supermarkets because, you know, then you're, you can't get food well, if you're not vaccinated. that's happening in certain areas. Yeah, but that's, that's a big line cross, don't you think? Well, or I a, trans, to, a transgression, as they would say in I Latin. Used, I used to think that, but that's, that's happening in places like far, LA, away, right? far away communist countries like New York City. Yeah, and Los Angeles County. Right. Is LA a county? LA, I think, is a county. Well, when, I remember when I was in elementary school, there was a girl in my school class who didn't show up on Halloween. And Halloween's a cool day to be at school in like second grade. Oh, she, yeah. And she didn't show up. And someone and someone said something like, where's, I don't remember her name, where's so-and-so? And the, in the I don't know why it came up. Someone said, oh, she her religion, she's not allowed to celebrate Halloween because of her religion. And the teacher had to explain a little bit like, yes, she's she was Jehovah Jehovah's Witness. And so she was excused by the school to not come to school that day. That, I think, is an example of a religious exemption. She wasn't going to be penalized with an absence or missing homework or whatever that day on Halloween. She was penalized by lack of candy. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe in the end, it turns out that was a good thing for her. Maybe. Well, yeah, so you can get a religious exemption for vaccines right now in Utah. You can get... It's a little harder you when your religion tells you it's a literal godsend in this case and that you probably should get it or you're disobeying the prophet. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, we're a little So the, the article goes on to say that Utah doesn't have a specific definition of what constitutes a religious exemption, only that it has to be a belief that is both sincere and religious. Now, how to do that, you measure sincerity? To, well, to that I say, how, how do you measure relig- religiosity? Right. Because... There is no, in my mind, there is no separation between a person's spirituality or their quote-unquote religion, whatever you think that means, and the rest of their life. There should be no, there should be no distinction. If you're a religious person, it should apply to all the aspects of your life. So every you don't have a Area Seventy hat that you can take on and take off. Exactly, you. (laughs) It should be the way that you operate in all the facets of your life, not simply in a religious way. So you would have a moral conscientious, religious, all combined together reason not to get it. It doesn't have anything to do with religion. And I think people want to separate the two because then they can say, well, your institutional religion that you're a part of, you happen to be on the records of the Catholic Church or the Mormon Church or whatever, and therefore they their doctrine doesn't say that. So you can't actually have a religious exemption. I have to interrupt you before... The battery dies and interrupts us mid-sentence. We're going to have to change batteries here. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we should, when we get back from the battery change, I think we need to talk about the religious exemption really quick and other things people should do before they get fired. Okay. Or before they quit. We'll be right back. We're back from the battery change on the little recording device we're using here. And if you're listening to this transmission, you are the resistance. Uh, things are getting weirder and weirder, and right before we stop to change the batteries, 
Four four double A's. Four double A's. <laughs> they we totally got us. We don't use a computer to make this. We use a little hand. Real. It's real to real technology. <laughs> it is digital, but uh, it's four giant double A's. <laughs> These are D cell batteries. We are. Yeah. Before we stop to change the batteries, Bobby, if you recall, now. It won't be hard for you to recall because none of you that are listening actually had to wait the few minutes and, and lose your train of thought. But I did. And Bobby was chiding me for not having looked at a tweet that he forwarded to me via text of an Australian newscast where they were chiding their listeners for not doing the right thing. They failed to do the right thing. He, he'll be fined. An example of the worst among us. This 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 young man will go home go home with a a thousand dollar fine to tell his mummy for not doing the right thing. Well, how many times have we said here, Crikey. that Australia and New Zealand are the bellwether for this takeover of Western the, civilization? The, yeah, the it, it was like it was like footage from a bad post apocalyptic B movie. I mean, it, they literally they were getting on the case of these people for leaving their apartments one guy with covid they had footage of him sneezing in an elevator in a in a robe like yeah, he was wearing I, a robe i question the legitimacy like of maybe that. he was going it down fake. it looks staged well maybe he was just going down to the lobby to pick up uh like medication from a friend but and apparently though he's on the lamb and the <laughs> police in australia i think it's in new south wales is that where sydney is i don't care these police have have are are have have begun a manhunt for a missing man with a cold. <laughs> That's true. That's exactly what it is. And and then they were checking people's documentation at work sites to see if they if they were able to be worked and they sent or if they were able to work and they sent one guy home because he didn't have his documentation. Yeah, he uh, lost his job. Absurd! It's absurdity beyond belief. Just frank, outlandish craziness over a seasonal illness that Australia has decide, decided is wrong. So you're doing the wrong thing if you're not following breathing, all of their directives. Breathing fresh air is now an active. I wonder if this just destroys... How do they get out of it? Because this just they destroys don't. the country of they Australia. Uh, now, there are protests... In Australia, they don't get a lot of news coverage, but it, it is happening. And police are literally beating people to health because it's all about your health. So they have health sticks and they're, these police are beating people until they bleed the badness out of them with their hmm. health sticks. So is that like an ugly stick? There are <laughs> protests happening in Australia and they are being cracked down on. So I don't think, I don't know how they get out of it. See, because guess what? Australians disarmed themselves right. they have no legitimate means of mounting a resistance rebellion yeah. or resistance because that threat is not there this is why the second amendment exists yes it is to protect yourself from an encroaching government just right. exactly what the founders intended you know you'd have you have a lot harder time as a police officer beating a man that is open carrying a 1911 you know 45 on their hip you just you you just think twice about beating a man or a woman carrying a gun for that matter. I hope I hope I hope you would think twice. They also have a lot more police down there. Doesn't it seem like per capita they have more more law enforcement? 
I have no idea. Over here, we're just trying to get our people to quit by Black Lives Mattering them out, you know, by social justicing woke wokeness in the administrations. <laughs> like, yeah. wasn't didn't we talk about a uh, the I there was a story in the news recently that Portland PD had put out a you know they put out advertisements trying to hire new cops and nobody applied. Who would want to be a police Who would want to be a police officer? Yeah. Right now, no, especially, especially in, in Portland. Salt Lake PD is down by like 200 people. They're like they don't have enough people to actually Yeah, the last I carry out their, like, their their pla- their regular plans is, a, is like their 40, regular schedules. 40 to 50% of their workforce had quit. And it's usually it's the guys on the street, not th- this is the good guys. It's the good guys that are quitting. That's the problem. The bad people in administration are not quitting, although the, the bad people in administration are trying to force the good people that are still left in administration out. And I've heard this from multiple firsthand sources, not just one guy, okay? This isn't just hearsay. This is reality in Salt Lake. Right. If you, and I think a lot of our listeners are in Utah. But uh, Religious the, exemptions. The, the, the reason we're talking about religious exemptions is because the Second Amendment exists and because people, especially in the American West, still have some sort of an independent streak or a freedom ethos that they hold to. And, yeah, we're the American and, Taliban. And so the, the yeah, who said that? I saw that recently. Well, the former, Somebody, it was the former. It was a Bush, Bush guy, right? No, but it sounds like you're yelling. Are you yelling? Well, I'm really angry about oh, this. So thing, apologize. Sorry. I'm going to just mute Jordan for the rest of the podcast, and this is going to be a Bobby solo. Uh, no, let me just adjust the levels here. I'm as close to the mic as you told me to be. It was the former director of the CIA, I believe. Who, who Under Bush? He retweeted. No, under Trump, I think. He t- there was a meme going around that showed a picture of the Afghan Taliban. Oh, yeah, this is them. the Bush-era NSA head is okay. what it says okay. on Zero Hedge. Uh, the, the, Steve the, Watson, the, Summit the, News. The is picture shows um, some Taliban people with guns and then pickup trucks, and then it says Afghan Taliban. And then below that, there's a picture of last summer you— may remember the Trump motor rallies where people drove in these long lines. I saw some personally here in Utah, long lines of pickups and cars with Trump flags. And it shows a picture of one of those and it says American Taliban. It's General Michael Hayden, former head of the NSA and CIA during the George W. Bush presidency. All right, that makes more sense. Famously declared that the Fourth Amendment changed on September 11th. Oh. Yeah. Well, just like the science changed on March 11th, 2020. 20. So, okay, we I have to mention this. Dr. Dunn, Dr. Angela Dunn, who used to be the state of Utah epidemiologist, now she leads the Salt Lake County Health Department. <clears throat> Where she's leading them, I'll leave up to you. She recently got on Twitter. She's she's been on Twitter, but not super active. But she recently got on there and asked for feedback. She said, "Why don't any? Why doesn't anybody trust us?" Basically, and the replies are interesting. And I, of course, had to chime in. And some of the and she got real chatty. Not with, with you, not with me. Oh, I still dang. think I'm muted. But the things that she says were so revealing. So obvious that she has no idea what's going on that she lives in this in a bubble and she says things like all of the public health people i know have pure intentions and have no have only the desire to protect the health and safety of us all 
and it's like, well, you need to know more people. You need to know more people in your industry <laughs> because the people you know are hurting people. You are hurting people. Your ideas, your policies are, are hurting people. She says things like masks alone don't work. Social distancing alone doesn't work. Lockdowns and closures alone don't work. Vaccines alone don't work. And I'm thinking, well, 10 times zero is still zero. <laughs> and, and, and it's just, she says things like uh, uh, people are, 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 people don't understand when their ideas are hurting other people. I'm like, look in the mirror. It's just, anyway, we'll link to the thread. It's, it's remarkable. And I bring that up because one, she says, someone says, well, there's been a lot of inconsistency in, in the guidelines and the recommendations. And she says, okay, so we need to do a better job of, 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 of explaining why that is. And the reason why everything changes all the time is because the science has changed. No, it hasn't. I'm like, okay, which science, first of all, when did it change? How did it change? Why did it change? She doesn't offer any explanation. She never has. The science changed. That's like saying the Fourth Amendment changed in 2001. No, it's the, no, new, the news. It didn't. The people. The who, narrative changed. Yeah, that's what changed. Exactly. Anyway, that's a little side rant. We want to, we've been for two or three weeks, we've been wanting to talk about movies. Three or four weeks. We just can't get to it because we're undisciplined and we like to rant and go off on tangents. Well, there was a couple of things I think we wanted to say. We haven't even wrapped up our religious exemption talk. I know. It's so hard. Uh, There was a funny point, I think, in the last podcast where you said something like, if you believe the numbers coming out of the state of Utah, or if you believe the, the numbers coming from the government of the state of Utah, and we both just stopped and laughed at each other. Because like we're literally in this right. area of just blatant absurdity. Well, it's like it, you can't. You're yeah. supposed to believe that you need to get vaccinated, right? But right. then vaccines, they're telling everybody that those people still need to wear masks because they can still spread the virus. Yeah. Okay. Hold yeah. hold on a second. Why get vaccinated if, if you can't get your life back? That's what the state of Utah was telling us is it's how you get your life back. Word for word. It's safe. It's effective. It's how we get our lives back. That so was their tagline for months. You're, you're, the vaccine's supposed to protect you, but now they're saying, no, it doesn't protect you. It, apparently, it just protects hospitals because it'll keep you from getting severe symptoms, Right. Maybe that's that's what they're saying is that vaccines protect hospitals. They don't protect you. And if you get vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask and you still have to submit to all this craziness. When did it become our because you can still spread the virus? When did it become the duty of the public to protect hospitals, which I might might remind you and Jordan reminded me of this this morning. Hospitals are private independent, for profit entities for profit independent businesses right. it, it, who have now had. We're 18 months into this. They've had plenty of time and money, money coming out the wazoo from CARES to build more capacity. Right if, now, if capacity is really an right, issue, right, right. why haven't they or doubled convert, or tripled? Or convert capacity. They don't need to build right. more hospitals. They can just convert another wing to this if right. they need to. They could do all of this stuff. They just say the ICUs are overrun. They don't. And then you go and look at the ICU data, if you trust that, and they're not overrun. Somebody out there is going to take issue and say, oh, IHC, the big monopoly in Utah, is a not-for-profit. Okay, (laughs) bull, blank, 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 blank. If you're going to tell me that an entity that's not-for-profit is not-for-profit, you have not been hearing 
the reality that we've been trying to explain to you is a legal framework framework that does not mean they're not in it to make money (laughs) the bill and melinda gates foundation is a not-for-profit okay and they make money hand over fist you just go look at the people that are running these and all the profits that are being skimmed off. The The organization itself, the corporation itself may be shedding the money off to other organizations, but these are sister organizations, corporations, individuals that are getting incredibly wealthy off of all this nonprofit that they're taking from you. Right. Okay? Right. IHC runs the hospitals. They run the insurance company. Why? And what? what is it with the medical industry in the last 10 years... We keep getting forced to buy their product. With the Obamacare thing, the whole point was to force people to buy their product. Yeah. And don't yeah, tell me great... that medical insurance is not a product of the health industry. Of course industry. it's a product. It's just a product. It's not a right. It's just a product. But it's a part it's part and parcel to consuming their their products. And part of Obamacare was to try and get people to t- to consume more of their care. Right. They took off their the insurance industry's ability to discriminate against pre-existing conditions, forcing more people to be able to get the expensive care well, and also that they forcing want. them to cover all kinds of stupidity that doesn't need to be covered by insurance, right. which is supposed to insure against catastrophe. Right. And it's then, like my home insurance doesn't cover the cost of a new couch, but health right. insurance will cover the cost of a nose job. Right. Just, you know. Or a sex change. Right. Yeah, Salt Lake County is paying for those, by the way. If you live in Salt Lake County and you need a gender reassignment, the taxpayers will help you out. When did it, when did it become a gender reassignment? I mean, it's a sex change. That's what we ta- called it in the 80s. I know. The, the euphemisms 90s. now are incredible. It's a sex change operation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if we could even do this. We need to start talking about movies. Let's finish religious exemptions and talk about movies, okay? Yeah. Can we agree to try? Let's see if you can wrap up religious exemptions in one minute. Can we try to do this? One minute. I I can sincerely believe that I can walk across the road. Sincerity alone doesn't make a religious belief. Whatever else a religious exemption is designed to protect, it's not designed to protect insincere beliefs, said W. Cole Durham, a professor at BYU's J. Rubin Clark Law School and founding director of the International Center for Law and Religion Studies. It also has to be a religious issue, not just apprehension about the vaccine. Well, if you have apprehension about, about the vaccine, we've been trying to tell you that's the Holy Ghost. That's, well, that's the spiritual side of you saying you, you're apprehensive for a reason, because the whole entire Babylon world is telling—am I yelling in your ears? Here, Are you getting bad levels here? Because the whole entire world <laughs> of Babylon is telling you that this is good, and you still have an apprehension? Here's, They're telling you it's safe and effective, and you still have an apprehension? Here's my opinion on the matter. You don't need any legal framework to not take this thing. You don't need a religious exemption. You don't need a doctor's note. If you don't want it— then don't take it and stand your ground. Stand your ground on that. Yeah. Let me, let me finish the rant here. It's going to take about five minutes. It's not really a rant. It's not really a rant. I know you want to get to Groundhog Day, but I feel like we're living in Groundhog Day. Every day we wake up and instead of, uh, Sonny and Cher's, what is it? I've got you, babe. Yeah. Instead of I've got you, babe playing on the radio, it's, Vaccines are safe and effective. Take the vaccine. They're safe and effective. It's how you get your life back, except wear a mask if you're vaccinated well, and we're having a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's, wake, it's, it's take the vaccine. It's safe and effective. 
And also, they aren't safe and effective. Take the vaccine. It's safe and effective. And also, it's not safe and effective, but take but it But everybody anyway. needs to get one. So we're forcing everyone to get one. Joe Biden, who you might have Heard forgotten, of? is the <laughs> president of the United States. He, he said on <laughs> Twitter, he said on Twitter, Bobby, <laughs> Joe Biden is irrelevant. He is the president of the United no. States. <laughs> well, okay. I know you he, think that he is the president, but what he, that means to people out there, people think when you say he's the president of the United States, that that means something. But when, when you say he's the president of the United States, what, you, what you're saying is he's actually just the guy that has the Jordan, title. He got 81 million votes. He's okay. the most popular man ever. If he, I were to dispute that, I would be American he, Taliban. But he, You are already. Okay. He... He, the president, Joe Biden, wrote on Twitter that he, you know, there was a, there's hurricane. Joe Henry Biden did tro- not write that on Twitter. Tropical storm, Henry. <laughs> Joe Biden does <laughs> he not said, handle his own Twitter Somebody account. said under his name. Okay, good. On the official president of the United States, Joe Biden, official government, official U.S. checkmark. Okay. So those of you in Henry's path, remember Get vaccinated. Get the vaccine and wear a mask and remember to socially distance. He seriously said that. Yeah. Do you want me to read it? No. <laughs> Let me read it. Okay. Let me read it. Okay. I think the point here is that it's it's more like run for cover. You're about to be inundated with hurricane force winds and water. Instead, he wants him out va- getting vaccinated. To those in Henry's path. Don't forget that you may need to seek shelter while we're still battling COVID-19 and the Delta variant. So wear a mask and try to observe social distancing. And to everyone across the country, don't get caught by the next storm. Get vaccinated now. Everything has become an advertisement (laughs) for vaccines. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I also heard that the people who wore masks, who are in Henry's path and they wore masks, they didn't get a drop of water. Oh, really? The water came down from the sky and like, missed them. Like the Red Sea being parted by yeah. Moses. Those who were not wearing masks were carried off to sea. While the rest walked through on dry ground. Let me finish this on religious exemptions. <laughs> okay. They're quoting Durham. They've got one of the most illustrious law professors in the state. I know. I actually know some people in his family. This is. Uh, I think I even met this guy in person. This is a. Uh, the guy who founded the director for international, or the direct. He's the founding director of the International Center for Law and Religion Studies, which means this is a guy that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints has tapped to be sort of their go-to. Legal expert. Scholar, legal expert on religious freedom. He's one of those guys. Now, Dallin H. Oaks is the, the main head honcho that, that, that people always point to for legal issues with the church, and he's given some high-profile talks on, on religious freedom. But remember, everything relative to the church is about the church, the institution. They look at things on an institutional level. And, he's so, and, and this whole article, if you read this, I, I hope you will— when we link to it, it's all trying to draw this line in the sand that, you know, just because you have a sincere 
belief doesn't make it a religious belief. Now, I'm saying unequivocally that is not true. A sincere belief is a religious belief. We cannot separate ourselves from our spiritual sides. We can't separate our, we can't chop up our, our lives into these compartmentalized business, sports, entertainment, and religion areas. You need to be a complete person. God is not looking. I'm not going to, I, I, I got to stop right there. I'm, who am I to say what God is thinking? But in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's not like you're a public health official or something. Right, 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 right. How, how does Jordan actually know what Bob is thinking? The point is that we need to be sincere in all facets of our lives and, and that our, our actions and our morality should be consistent across the, all the areas of our lives. So if you have a sincere apprehension, that's a religious apprehension. That's a spiritual apprehension. There's something telling you, especially in the face of all this propaganda, that this is not good. And Durham is sort of trying to, to, to make these distinctions. And he says, he brings up the example of... Abraham and Isaac. He, he says, for instance, if a modern-day Abraham were to sacrifice a modern-day Isaac in the middle of Salt Lake City, he would still face criminal charges. Now, that's interesting because we all believe that God required Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, but w- what we have in America and, and what our laws, and this is the crux of the issue. I'm finally getting to the crux of the issue here. The crux of the issue is that our laws are supposed to protect the rights of the innocent or the minority or the or the individual. Well, there's okay? only one minority, and that's the individual. That's the individual. There's no such thing as group rights right. or, or that's, group protections or group liberties. That's the whole point. And the and the the one individual that people always cause us to lose our most freedom over is the think of the children individual. The individual who's a child who can't protect himself, so therefore they need to protect children from their parents by passing a bunch of onerous laws. And so there's some, there's some gray area there that you need to think about. 50 what, million abortions a year, by the way. Okay. So there's some gray area there, and there's some hypocrisy there that we should consider. Families are supposed to have some autonomy relative to how they handle their children, but the state wants to interfere because, quote, think of the children. And that's why we have a ton of, a ton of laws Well, that's a big, that the big spin on why you should get vaccinated now get vaccinated to protect the kids who aren't eligible and also those kids need to wear masks at school because they're unvaccinated and therefore a threat to their vaccinated teachers. Well, anyway, the, the point is the legal framework under which we live, that we support, that we should be happy to support is one that protects the rights of an individual. And in the case of Abraham and Isaac, the idea is that Isaac had the right to life and Abraham no, had no right to sacrifice him. Well, now, but the story goes that Isaac was willing. Yeah, it, which is there's, an interesting twist. Oftentimes, in in especially Mormon media paintings and stuff, Isaac's a baby. He there's was, there's good sources and 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 other accounts that Isaac was an adult and consented, and probably helped his father with the whole process. It's also important to point out that Isaac was never actually sacrificed. Good point. So if somebody tied somebody up in the streets of Salt Lake City and murdered them and killed them, yeah, we've got a problem. Yeah. And here we have an issue where they're likening, again, KSL is drawing this out. They've, they, they probably had a lengthy conversation with Professor Durham. We don't know also, exactly what was said, but he did say that you don't automatically win. You can't just say you have a religious exemption. Abraham so he's, also, he's trying to shut that down. Abraham also didn't turn around and then make everyone else sacrifice their sons. Which is what's been happening. 
Right. So we're sacrificing all of our kids. We're just taking a long time to do it. So I, I, I think the Abraham and Isaac is a bit of a convoluted analogy but there, in this situation. It's KSL that edited this article, a girl named... Uh, now I'm sure she's a deep, critical thinker. Jenny Rollins. I don't know if any of you know her. But anyway, a sincere, a sincere religious belief does not automatically immunize you from the force of law, Durham said. You know, so the, the point is that they're, they're trying to find a way. This article is to try to tell you, you know, religious exemptions aren't everything that they might be cut out to be. You know, you, you, you're not necessarily going to get away with it. But remember, the whole point here is that we're supposed to be protecting each other, each other's rights, and the media, the corporate media, the news propaganda machine, has convinced people that this year and last year we are now liable for spreading the seasonal illnesses, whereas prior to the 2020, that was never, ever something that any society, right. no society has ever held its people responsible. Like the Australian clip, right. this man represents the worst of us. And if we were to all contact our congressmen here in Utah and ask them to pass laws limiting the liability of corporations and individuals from spreading coronavirus or seasonal illness, that would be a good thing. That would solve it. In fact, that would end that would end everything here in Utah if the mega corporations went along with it. They, the mega corporations that are multinational, they're not going to go along with Utah law. They're just going to do whatever they want anyway. But as far as Smaller companies, Utah companies and individuals went, and, and Utah schools and institutions and churches, that would solve it for Utah if we just passed a law that said, you're not liable if someone catches a cold or a, or a and, seasonal illness, including COVID, including SARS-CoV-2 and any of its variants. Unless you think this is all philosophical, it's, it's not. There were doctors in Florida who recently walked out on their job when, they were, when their hospital was, quote, flooded whatever that means, with unvaccinated people. So instead of treating these patients that showed up, they left. They walked out. This idea that you are a criminal if you are unvaccinated or if you are sick and didn't wear a mask or didn't socially distance properly. Now, let's also remember that fully vaccinated means nothing anymore. If you've only had the two shots and not your booster, you're unvaccinated, right? That's what's mm -hmm. happening. And you are a criminal. You so have why did ill these intent. people walk out again? They walked out because they refused to treat unvaccinated patients. Oh, so this is just making a big show. Yeah, yeah, they're making a big show out of it. And there's a they, one of the doctors being interviewed, and the rest of them are standing behind him with their white robes or coats and their masks on, and it's all a big theater. But it's really disturbing that doctors who, <laughs> you know, I. Doctors go into the profession, I, I suspect, for two reasons. One, to earn a good living. Two, to help people. You think that. Yeah. They go in knowing that they're going to treat sick people. They're going to spend every minute of their shift around people who aren't feeling well for some reason or another. Same with nurses. I've, you know, over the last two years, 18 months, we've seen so many, you know, social media nurses saying things like, I'm so exhausted, I can't be around these dead people anymore. It's like, you, you went into the profession of caring for sick people. You chose that line of work. What did you think? What did you think you were going to go and do? 
<laughs> they thought they were going to go make a hell of a lot of money. That's what okay, they thought. But doing what? Doing what? Getting rich. Making TikTok dance videos, because that's what a lot of them have been doing over the last few months. But well, what they do is they, they push, take care they take of you. sick people. Well, actually, many they, of them are old and many of them die under their care. This is not new. This is old as time. What they do is they set, have you set an appointment and then you come sit and you fill out a bunch of paperwork and you sit in their office for about an hour. And then they put you in a room for another 15 or 20 minutes. And then they come in and talk to you for three minutes and prescribe drugs. Well, right. But and they I'm, do that all I'm, day long while they talk in the ho- right. talk in the hall about their fancy cars and Italian but, shoes. But people have heard that. Like I, there, there are no, listeners of I this know, podcast I know, I know, I that know. have had serious problems that have overheard. I think I've mentioned. Doctor. I, I, I went to a doctor once, and he he didn't listen to anything I was telling him, and he just wrote me a bunch of prescriptions. And it's like, thanks, thanks for nothing, you jackass. And, then, and there's and here's your two hundred dollar bill. But the people who, people who work in hospitals, who go who there's an old joke. Someone says, Jordan, guess who's in the hospital? Who? Sick people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, that's the right. Hospitals full of sick people. Right. You and if you're a nurse that works in a wing of the hospital where sick people are, you're going to work with sick people, and some of those people will die. Because you know what? People get sick and people die. Especially people old people. Who get, yeah. And those people who get sick and die are not criminals because they got sick and died. Well, I think, I think most of our listeners get that. Let me just l- sum up the issue here because we're, we're now fighting. Because we have guns. Again, this is a big picture. And I know this sounds oversimplified, but this is the big picture in the West, in the United States, and in Texas, and in Florida, and in the South, and some areas. Okay? The coasts, the coasts are gone. They're... Well, all big we can cities, hope for the is big a, cities. I say every every big city that has maybe more than a million people in it is gone. The best we could hope for would be a 1978 Superman Lex Luthor destruction of the coast coastal areas of California type of an episode, right? Now, I'm just teasing. If you're from California, I obviously don't want that to happen to you. Anyway, if you're from California, d- you need to move because no, move, but not to Utah uh, until you've assimilated the principles of liberty and reality. Don't move to yeah. Utah or Idaho or any of these Western states. Right. Here, just to sum up, though, we have the guns. Therefore, the the battle is being fought along the lines of what what kind of moral authority do employers and and institutional entities like schools governmental institutions what what kind of authority do they have to require you to get a vaccine to either receive their services or attend school or whatever and the religious exemption is the one of the areas that everybody's going to flock to if there if there's any sort of an exemption like we could that's a good idea as part of our omniversity that we do maybe we could have a religious uh, school in that omniversity and we could start a religion where start it's a religion. A, well, a, an official one. I don't want to start a religion. No, an official religion that people could <laughs> flock to. All we're going to require is 10% of your income. But <laughs> you can flock to this religion if you want to get an exemption from the vaccine and have an official institutional religion that, that has a moral basis that everyone adheres to. Let me answer your question you asked. You said... What moral authority do these institutions have? None. Right. No moral authority. They may have some legal authority because of the twisted, convoluted law, but they have no moral authority. 
But that's what the KSL you, article and, and Professor Durham are trying to say is that there is sort of a moral authority here. Right, because because you're going to hurt somebody. Right. And so I'm summing it up saying that's why they're fighting this this intellectual battle right now in the media about religious exemptions. That's why the state the state of Utah, the the church, the LDS church is definitely linked into the state of Utah. That's why they released their vaccine letter with you know last week along the, with timed with all of this other stuff because this right. is part of the propaganda push. They're trying to take away that loophole because that's always been a legal issue in America that you have the right to freedom of religion, freedom of free religious expression. And so they're trying to fight that battle right now in the public mind ahead of time so they can keep people from doing it as much as possible. But to quote one of the apostles, nobody has the right to spread a deadly virus. That's that's their argument. <laughs> okay, I disagree. We have but that's their that's argument. My next, my next point is that spreading seasonal illness has never been something that society has felt this way about or, or held each other liable right, for. Right. So anyway, because we have guns, now we're fighting this religious exemption thing. We're fighting in the fringes about the mor- their moral authority, as opposed to Australia, where they're just chasing after Ahmed or whoever it was. that. Well, had, he was, was caught it, on was coffee, camera coughing, on coughing camera. and spittling. Right. Yeah. So... So now we're fighting over the, that stuff instead of doing the Australia thing because we can't get to the Australia place until we disarm the public. And remember, uh, a religious exemption is any sincere moral ob- objection. It's not what was said in the KSL article. That's always been the case. Spreading a seasonal illness has never been something that society has held each other liable for. Overcrowded hospitals are not your problem. That's a private enterprise that should handle itself. And getting down to it, if you're if you have a job, and you're you're gonna face a situation where you're gonna be fired or you're gonna lose your job over not taking the vaccine, you should try everything you can. I think this is my opinion. Now, do what do what you think is right. But in my opinion, and I'm, you know, take it for what it's worth. We the, are not the, a legal entity. This is not legal advice. Right. This is a, these are the ramblings of the American Taliban, apparently. Bobby, hey, I, the, I, I take offense at that. I, if I don't the American think of Taliban American is a Taliban. bunch of Trump guys with pickups, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe do that. the I, Afghani like, Taliban's not that bad either. If we're right. the same thing, maybe those guys are onto something. Well, they were fighting an invading army for twenty years. They're pretty, pretty persistent. Yeah. So I don't think but, we need to get into a lot of it. But what's happening in Afghanistan is a huge, gigantic psyop. Yeah. And let's get to that in a second. Make your employer fire you, okay? You if do everything you can to keep your job if you want to keep your job. But don't quit. Don't let them you should well, I'm not saying you shouldn't quit. If you want to quit, whatever. But look, you need to tr- if you want to keep your job and if you can stand it, try to make them fire you because then you can get your unemployment. You can get it for a long time if you can't find another job. All well, right? you also may have some they have to pay legal unem- recourse. Yeah, and you may have some legal recourse. If you just quit, you don't have any of that available. You don't have the unemployment available. It's on you. You don't have the legal recourse if, you, if they convince you to quit. And they might try to make it hard for you, all right? They, but if, you, if they're, if they they're going to fire will. you. If they're, if they're the type of business that's going to require this of you, they probably will make it hard on you 
because everybody is yeah. in a massive CYA campaign. Yeah, you, that's why we need the laws that that relieve the companies from liability. If they had the, if they had no liability, they would have no reason to require vaccines or to fire you. Right. That's why we should all talk to our legislators and say we want a law that that limits the liability of individuals and corporations relative to spreading seasonal illness. All right. Write that down. Email that to your legislators. Well, what's interesting, too, is <clears throat> there it's, it's pretty hard to just to pinpoint where you caught a cold. Let's think about last time you caught a cold, or maybe the flu. Do you know do you know for sure where you got it? I I don't think I got anybody it from can. an Australian elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in an Australian elevator, and two weeks later, I was also coughing and spittling. Hmm. But think about it. Do you know exactly where you got sick from? Do you know exactly where? If you do, if you think you caught it from your wife, do you know where she got it from? There is no legal standing to enforce this, and so what they're doing is just blanketing everybody. If you're not wearing a mask, you're a criminal. If you aren't social distancing, you're a criminal. If you didn't stay home during the stay-at-home orders, you're responsible. And now if you're unvaccinated, right, which we still have no definitive way to even prove who is and who isn't other than the government database, which is for sure going to be accurate, made, made public and leaked. And so they're just lumping everybody in that hasn't taken some arbitrary medieval superstitious step and then saying you are the ones that are responsible even though people who are vaccinated are still spreading and getting sick and it's a common cold virus a coronavirus which we've lived with for a bajillion years and will continue to live with for the next yep. bajillion years or next six months until the world ends right my yeah, six months. You heard it here first. You heard it here first on the Mind Virus podcast. Six months until the world ends. Thank you, Bobby Flood. Hey, but I reserve the right to change the science. Okay, I'm going to change the science on the six month timeline. Okay, perfect. Again, my recommendation: make it hard for your employer. If they're the type of employer that's going to require you to get the vaccine, then you really don't owe them very much in a, from a moral standpoint. They they might make your job hard. You're not you're not required to, uh, you know, give them your best effort if they're if they're causing if they're hampering your efforts. You know what I mean? If they're if they're going to put up all kinds of hurdles and make your life difficult and and do whatever and and create a lot of bureaucratic red tape for you, then you're going to just have to kind of go with that and act. You know, become a Become that type of employee if you want, but make them fire you. That's my, again, my recommendation, my suggestion. I'm not saying that's the gospel truth, but I think you're in a lot better position because you then have the right to sue. You have. Well, I think a, a company is going to be a lot more reluctant to, go, unemployment that, to go that far. Firing people is hard because there are so many employees have so many recourses. They could come back and say, you fired me because of my skin color, my sexual orientation. You fired me because you don't like my accent. Yeah. You fired me. There's all kind and companies be prepared though. I mean, they could do it at the right. drop of a hat. Get your get your ducks in a row. Don't leave your crap at the office. <laughs> right. Get your stuff backed up. You know, don't don't get caught unaware. You realize once your once your business starts acting that way, they don't care whether you live or die. 
Well, they don't care about your well-being or right. your... They, and they obviously don't care about your contribution to them, you know? And you know what? This The, the legal ramifications of this, I think, are dramatic because... I'm pretty sure the law exempts the vaccine manufacturers from prosecution, but I don't believe that it exempts the employers from prosecution. I think it does because... Well, that's something to talk to an attorney about because if you force someone else to get a vaccine, how can... The drug manufacturers can't be sued, but I, you, but yeah. it, was, it was somehow optional, right? It was... Like well, if you if you're out there have, if you're listening and you got the vaccine and you get hurt because of it, I think you should investigate suing your employer. Employers have already been quote forcing or requiring their employees since this thing came out in January or December or whatever. I know people who personally who have done it so they could keep their job and then also been sick afterward and had had some issues. Nothing serious, at least that I know personally, but still enough to where they were worried enough to but go to the hospital where the hospital is going to turn a blind eye some, and say, this says this, <laughs> this is safe and effective. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're kind of lazy here. No, I don't think we're super lazy, but there's a lot of research to do. I'm just not a legal. It, it, we, we could probably person. look into this. In fact, maybe I will. The question is, if anyone out there knows the answer, please post it on the website or, or give us a call, drop us a note or whatever. It, are employers lie? Are employers removed from liability relative to vaccine injuries, or is it just the drug manufacturers? Might vary from state to state. Because if you're if 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 an employer if you're a current employee now they can, they'll surely discriminate against new employees, and that's going to be an interesting dynamic about uh, how these big multinationals are only hiring people who are vaccinated. But a current a current employee presents a little bit of a dilemma for them because they have to have a good reason to fire you. And so if they make your continued employment dependent upon your taking the vaccine, then they've, then they've sort of induced you coercively in a manner that is, uh, you know, not typical of how American society has, has gone in the past. And so I think there's a good chance you could sue your employer, if you were vaccinated and had an adverse reaction, you're not going to be able to, you, you can also try to sue them for requiring vaccines, but I think that's a, uh, going to be a harder hill to climb. But if you've been hurt by a vaccine or know somebody that's been hurt, I think you should investigate suing your employer bum, bum, if it was required. Are we playing name that tune? That's not a very good rendition of the opening of I got you, babe. You're going to hear that song a lot when you watch Groundhog Day. <laughs> do we want to finally get to Groundhog Day? Yeah, let's talk about Groundhog Day. Or do Day. we need to dedicate an entire end-to-end episode to Groundhog Day? Let's not talk about Groundhog Day. Let's just talk about movies in general. <clears throat> okay. Let's not do the full rundown on Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day needs... Day. I always want to call it Groundhog's Day. It's it, Groundhog Day. It needs That's the title its own end-to-end deep dive. It is such a good movie. So go watch it again. Again, go watch it. I... I, I I uh, I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it recently, but it's a beautiful movie, and there's a ton of uh, symbolism. Go watch Free Guy. There's a ton of great stuff there. Our human archetype. Okay, what movies do you want to talk about, or movies in general? 
He's pointing the mic at his computer. Good morning, campers. It's a cold one out there today. <laughs> That's the part Bobby was trying to do. You know, okay, Sonny, so you needed, to, you needed to have like a, what is that, a clarinet or something? It's got to be a clarinet. Or a horn, French horn. You know, Sonny uh, died here in Utah skiing. I think it was oh yeah, that's right. Did he hit a tree? Yeah, he crashed and died. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Cher's still around and making bonkers, weird statements. She's always been a little bit different. Do you remember the music video she did where she was pretending to be an Indian? No. <laughs> I she maybe she has enough Indian blood that she could get away with it, but it, nowadays, man, whew, you can't do that nowadays. How long have we been going on the COVID thing? How like how, how much of this podcast did we just run away with? Uh, about an hour. Yeah. Okay. We should talk about movies. We should, totally should be changing okay. the subject here. Let's do it. Okay. I want. I was hoping maybe we could get through that in like ten minutes. But remember when forty-four minutes ago I said you had one minute? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I think by now our listeners that are still with us, they understand that our our one minute tangents will last 45 minutes it's like one time one time was asked to give a talk in sacrament i was asked to give a talk in sacrament and i wasn't going to be the final speaker and i was told by the counselor who asked me to speak he said got 10 minutes 10 minutes only 10 minutes the bishop wants to be clear so if you've been listening to this podcast you know why maybe the counselor would have said that and the bishopric would have been worried asking me to give a talk that i wasn't going to limit my comments to 10 minutes so i strategically I, I wrote it out, meticulously prepared, timed it, and at when I was at nine and a half minutes, I was scheduled to say, "Okay, wrapping up." Right. So to wrap up my thoughts, so I'd gotten I'd gotten almost to ten minutes, and then I said, "To wrap up my thoughts, I'd like to I'd like to conclude by or something like that." And then I went on and just kept talking for a long time. No, I, I think I limited it it's to, a good way to 13 or 15 minutes. It's a good minutes. way to not but I, be asked to talk again. I went over, but not that far. I didn't, I I, once, I didn't go over that far. I, I was once polite. had a bishop. I was a missionary, and a bishop tugged my sleeve. <laughs> but they told me, they said, take as much time as you need, because we had a speaker not show up. And oh. I was taking as much time as I felt like. So as a return missionary or as a I, missionary? I was an active missionary. I had that kind of a situation but after I, my mission. I learned a good lesson there. I learned that it's good to keep it near the time and to prepare the remarks and to not get up there and say, bear with me. <laughs> I'm bad at public speaking. I hate it. And I really don't like it. And I didn't prepare anything. So please bear with me. <laughs> He's waving his arms. I'm not going to bear with you. I'm not going to do no bearing. You hear me? <laughs> I want to be enlightened and edified, not bearing. Okay. Gosh, dang. I didn't do nothing. Okay, I'm going to work on a I'm going to work on a voice cuz I need to get a trademark voice and I'm really It's just become a trademark voice. It's a trademark voice for Bobby Flood. Should I do the whole thing like this? You you were going to last time but it you were worried about It would ruin my throat. Yeah. My throat would get ruined. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well, even that and I I've, I've drank all my drink and I can't do that voice anymore. 
Because so, it's hurting my throat. So I watched I watched last night the movie Boss Level again. Okay. 2020, Frank Grio. Mel Gibson is in it. Wow. Mel Gibson got a job. Yeah. He's actually pretty good in this movie. I'm just saying he's kind of blacklisted in the Hollywood. He's been doing a few movies. What what you're seeing now is a lot of these guys that used to be really popular, like Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, Jason Statham. I guess Jason Statham was never on that level, but he I see him in a lot of these movies on Netflix and he, whatnot. All of his movies are the same thing. He's got to protect a princess, you know, like a, a royalty, like a Saudi princess from assassins, and he drives really fast. That's you're doing the transporter, right? I, but all come his on, movies, there's a little all more his nuance. movies are the transporter, red or their transporter. He, yeah, well, he did the tr- he did the, the mechanic where, reboot. What's the one where he has like the thing in him that'll blow up if he? Oh, crank. Yeah, it's I all it's all the same. That. It's all the same. I haven't same. seen that one. And he's really good at that. He's in some of the Fast and Furious stuff. He's in the Italian Job. Yeah, that was different. He was a bad guy in that, right? No, he was a good guy in the Italian job. I thought he was the guy that turned on all the dudes. No, that's Edward Norton Jr. Oh, Edward Norton Jr. is always a bad guy. He's the good guy in Fight Club. But all the guys in Fight Club are bad guys. I guess so. The good guys are the bad guys. But we can't talk about Fight Club. That's right. We're done. <laughs> but Okay, Boss Level. Boss which Level I still was haven't good. Seen. Okay, I, I can't find you it. You should it's, watch Boss Level. But okay, it's so not, the, in, the, so it's the not second, in any of the legal outlets. And I don't want to pay money to rent. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, well, I, I already pay money to all these stupid streaming services. Okay, we'll find somebody to help you out with that. Somebody who will rent it. But for let's me. talk about let's talk somebody that's already rented it. Let's talk about movies in general and this this Groundhog theme, Groundhog Day theme. Let's 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 discuss for the second half of this podcast some interesting stuff because it does seem like we're stuck in a movie. Yeah, I mean it's a it's uh, like we're getting to the uh, we're getting to an inflection point here where like real people are going to have to become real people, and the NPCs are just going to NPCs. It's will incredibly have to, dangerous to your democracy. NPCs. It's incredibly dangerous. Like a, it's safe and an, effective. Safe and effective. Safe that, and effective. That's safe a pretty good voice. Safe and effective. That could be your trademark voice. Safe and effective. I think I could do that the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could do a good one. You know, the, let's see. You fell for one of the classic blunders. <laughs> Sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. Speaking of and, land war in Asia. And that guy, yeah. yeah Do you want to talk about the land war in Asia? I only want to say this. Okay. I'll try not to I think follow up news, your comments with I think anything. the news coming out of Afghanistan is absurd and bizarre. Look, think about that video of people climbing onto the outside of a plane, which somebody pointed out that plane looks like it's fake. And now I can't unsee it. If you look at that plane, the the light, the sunlight on the windows, that is not that is not reflecting off of glass. It looks like a inflated and fake plane. But okay, you're saying the video was fake. I'm saying the plane is fake. I'm saying the whole thing could be staged. It was but, like the we'll like the, the moon landing. We'll link <laughs> we'll link to this analysis. You can take it for what it's worth, but. My first thought when I saw that, before you know, before it was pointed out that the plane itself might be fake, my first thought was, who climbs onto a plane? There's no end to that except death. No one's going to hold onto a plane. And, and the, the video of a guy supposedly falling out, 
No one's going to hold on to a plane to get to that high in the air. Tom, Tom Cruise uh, in Mission Impossible is. Yeah. Okay. None of those guys in that video are Tom Cruise. <coughs> I just have one thing to say to America. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The, first, <laughs> the most famous of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. I challenge you to a battle of wits. Okay. Anyway, my point here is like just the the situation in Afghanistan is bizarre and weird and I I don't trust what I don't trust what the news is telling us. I don't trust that people are hanging on to the side of a C19 thinking that they're going to just hold on to it while it flies to you know, hundreds of miles away. Well, of away. course, the ta- the Taliban. The news I'm seeing is the Taliban saying, "No, we're we're not we're not blocking anybody from getting to the, the airport. We're not running around r- rounding up dissidents." And then the, then there's other media reports like they're setting women on fire for not cooking good food. And yeah, it's all bizarre. That they're going door to door searching out collaborators. Yeah, and then and then there's and then the there's pictures. 15... There's the pictures of the Taliban eating ice cream. Have you seen the ice cream pictures? Yeah, and then like. Uh, doing like a treadmill and stuff in the presidential palace and just goofy, weird, well, well the, bizarre they're making, things. They keep making, taking shots at Joe Biden, right? Like, cause yeah. the, or the American media, because the American media, famously the hard-hitting American media when Joe Biden was elected president, who, by the way, he had been in the White House, not technically in the White House, he's in the Naval Observatory, right? But he was in the administration for eight years prior during the Obama administration, so people should already know this. But the hard-hitting question they had for Joe Biden after he wins the presidency is, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? So that's why the Taliban's out taking pictures well, eating ice cream. Well, they also clowned on Facebook saying, you know, that someone asked the Taliban about censorship, and they said, you should ask Facebook about that. They're the ones doing all the censorship. <laughs> right. But but the the point is that they're 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 essentially winking and nodding at the world, the collective world going, we know what everybody knows except for the the statists in America, which right. is that Joe Biden is a figurehead puppet. And now this group... And the media is a propaganda whoever machine. Whoever they are, this Taliban group, they now apparently have a whole bunch of American uh, hardware, guns, trucks, tanks, right. missiles. And they're, they know how to use them. They dress and they stand and they hold their weapons like soldiers do it's it's obvious they've had some training yeah a ragtag group of goat herders wouldn't know how to pick up no we have uh, the best rifle and have in the way they hold it the way they pull their trigger finger up on the you know outside the trigger guard right we have the we have the best we have the best enemies money can buy and they've been trained by either the u.s military or the u.s media we're not sure which or all of the all of the contractors that are over there right well that's which are neither u.s military or media or i would say they are both (laughs) they're 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 creations of the same creator okay you watched boss level i watched boss level but now we got to talk about a different movie because the taliban episode as we're articulating it here reminds me of um, a character played by Get Ben Kingsley named The Mandarin. Can you name that movie, Bobby Flood? Yes, it's um, it's one. It has to do with some weapon 
web arms dealers. Getting close, getting warmer. Is it a Tom Cruise vehicle? No, this is not a Tom oh. Cruise vehicle. This is a, I'll give you a hint. It's a Robert Downey Jr. vehicle. Is this one of Big the Iron hint. Mans? Big hint. See, you got it. Yeah. Is it the first one? Number three. Okay. Number three. In number three, Guy Pierce plays the bad guy. Ben, ben Kingsley plays the guy they think was the bad guy. Right. And Robert Downey Jr., of course, plays everyone's favorite, Iron Man. Iron Man. Now this... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What song is that? Iron Man. Is it called Iron Man? Yeah. Look that one up. I am Iron Man. I think it's... um, Who sings that? It's, uh, It's like Ozzy Osbourne, right? Is it Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath with Ozzy Osbourne on vocals. Yeah, Black Sabbath. Let's see. (laughs) This is taking a long time to get to get to the point. Yeah, but our audience loves this. Oh, you skipped you skipped it. Okay. I think you're the only person in our audience who doesn't know this song. I know that some of our listeners, especially um, one of our friends who did a podcast with me, is disappointed that I did not know the the title of that song was Iron Man, nor did I know that it was sung by Black Sabbath or written by Black Sabbath, sung by Ozzy Osbourne. I think that I admit, song... I, I admit to it... Uh, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I think it's that song plays over the closing credits of the Iron Man movies. But I did not know that it was Black Sabbath or Ozzy Osbourne or that it was titled Iron Man. But I do know and have heard. I get that. I know that. I just didn't realize that that's Iron Man. So let's. So the movie. The movie's okay. So the the tangents are important. The there's so much packed into those tangents. The tangents are the, the podcast. tangents are the podcast. <laughs> okay, in the movie now this this is interesting because this goes to the whole Avengers inversion, and we've talked about this a little bit. I haven't done a big expose on it on this podcast. I don't know that it's the time or the place, dear listener. You need a heck of a lot of context to understand how incredibly intricately and deliberately the creators of Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is the 23 movies starting with Iron Man in 2008, going to Spider-Man Homecoming in 2021, how they all relate to an inversion of what I would call Joseph Smithian or hermetic progression of, of the narrative of the, the true narrative of the cosmos, the idea that you're here for a reason the gods are not trifling with you or I. They are. There's a serious war going on, and the story of the Marvel movies is it inverts that narrative. 
it tries to place the blame on the true creator God, the good God, and uh, make you think that the people who have started the war, the rebellion, and are controlling the world, the ones that treat you like a battery in the matrix, okay, that they're the good guys. So what you're looking for in these movies, if you want to go watch them, is you're looking for cosmist themes and ancient religious forms and functions and symbols being inverted. And so it may come as a surprise to many of the listeners, but this is one of the big keys to unlocking the Avengers movie, and that is the, the symbol of fire and the symbol of fiery ones. And this maybe, maybe will come as a surprise to a lot of run-of-the-mill Christians, but in the ancient tradition and in Joseph Smith's own words, the highest levels of the heavens, or, or in Mormon terminology, the highest levels of the celestial kingdom are inhabited by seraphim. A seraph or a seraphim or a cherubim is considered a a warrior or a sword bearer, but a seraphim is considered a fiery one. That's what it means in Hebrew, a fiery one or sometimes even fiery flying serpent is the way that's translated. So at the highest levels of the heavens, the, the, the heavens are considered to be on fire and the beings there are considered to be on fire. For further backup, I've got two quotes. One is out of Malachi and, um, the, it's, in, it's found quoted by the angel Moroni in Joseph Smith's history. To Joseph Smith, he said that the angel told him the day was coming that would burn as an oven, and he changed the language, and instead of saying the day would burn them up, he said those that are coming will burn them up and leave them neither root nor branch. So we've got the fire motif there, and then you've got Joseph Smith's words from the King Follett Discourse. Again, that was his April 7, 1844 General Conference Address, it was a month after the funeral sermon for King Follett. King Follett was the name of a man who died digging a well. And at the funeral... He was not a king. He was not a king, <laughs> technically, according to like the Webster's Dictionary definition. But he was a king in his own life. <coughs> so that was his name, King. Well, anyway, he died digging a well. A bunch of rocks f- fell on his head. And... At the sermon, Joseph Smith taught the family some great truths about eternal progression and the nature of the reality that they were caught in, and people who heard that prevailed upon him to teach it in general conference. It was the last general conference of the founding person, the the singular charismatic personality that founded the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or what has become the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it's the least, <laughs> it's very, very rarely talked about, perhaps the most important sermon given by Joseph Smith in public, and in it he discloses things like this, that God, who sits enthroned in yonder ha- heavens, the great secret is that he is an exalted man, and that he was once like you, and that you all, should do what all the gods have done. Namely, you need to walk the path of going from a small degree to a great degree, from grace to grace, from exaltation to exaltation, until you can sit down and dwell with those who dwell in everlasting burnings. King Follett, April 7th, 1844. This is Mormon doctrine. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> it's, the th- it's the thing. In fact, it's probably the thing that got him killed. If you read the one and only edition or printing of the Nauvoo Expositor, which was the printing press that the Nauvoo, uh, the Nauvoo City Council had destroyed for speaking out against Joseph Smith. I don't think it was Joseph that actually wanted them to 
destroy the printing press. In that, the first accusation they level at Joseph, not polygamy, the first accusation is that he teaches the plurality of gods. And of course, we've been taught that Christianity is all about monotheism, and Joseph Smith's Christianity is not. In fact, he would argue that, no, I've always taught the plurality of gods. There's a father, a son, and a Holy Ghost, for starters. You know, so we believe in the plurality of gods, and we believe in it to the point of that you all are walking the path of becoming gods, except for we've been interrupted by the war here in this world and the rebellion, and hence we have a problem. It's a li- this is a little bit different angle than what we are taught in correlated Sunday school. This is, there's some very important nuances I would like to draw out at some point. Maybe sometime we could talk about Jordan's differences, Jordan's theological differences with the correlation committee, if we, if we wanted to. Maybe that would be a podcast. But... The the reason I don't think we have enough time for that battery power for an eighteen hour podcast Maybe episode. Snippets, snippets. Bobby Bobby limits Jordan to a few comments on his theological differences with the correlated version of Mormonism. You know what? I think all of you out there probably have theological few, differences with the correlation department, and you don't even realize. Right? It. Yeah. So it's okay. We're not, again, nobody's saying you need to leave the church. I love Joseph Smith. I love the under, the things that I've learned because of him are have been life-changing. The The point is that the good guys are engulfed in fire. This is different from the the description of the devil that we have, that he, that he lives in a lake of fire and brimstone. It's God that dwells at a place that Doctrine and Covenants describes it as a, a lake of, uh, or a sea. They don't say a, a lake. They say a sea of glass and fire, fire and glass, where all things are before him, past, present, and future. Sometimes it's described as fire and ice, but that's the, the place where the gods dwell. And It's in, also the series of books that George R. R. Martin will never finish. <laughs> okay. We'll have to put a link to that. George R. Martin's books. R. R. Martin. There's two R's. George R. R.? It's very important to have two middle initials when you're super... Famous. A super author. Okay. Who can't finish his... Can't finish his thought. His work. I know somebody like that. <laughs> so so the, the, the thing is that the, the gods dwell in fire and Satan dwells furthest away from the fire. That's why in Dante's Inferno, Satan is caught in the middle of the, the center of the earth, encrusted in ice. He's larger than life, grizzled and hairy, and has bat wings and three faces. He's chewing on Judas, Cassius, and Brutus, and he's eternally doing that, and he's encrusted in ice. Okay, inferno in Italian and in Latin means farthest away. It has come to mean a raging fire, which is the exact opposite of what it means. <laughs> okay. Well, we've, we've seen over the last two years, especially. Uh, exact opposites. A lot of inversion. <laughs> a lot of inversion. And I think the COVID stuff has accelerated that, but it predates that as well. Yeah, it's, this has been going on. Uh, since time immemorial, and the issue is always to try and move the blame for the hellish world that we're in—the death, destruction, the the lack of of clarity, the the untruth, the loss of memory—all of that's they're, they're, the bad guys are always trying to blame that on the real God. They want you to curse God and die. They want you to hate your Creator, and they want you to love them, love their captors. So we're essentially we have a, a situation where we all have a mass Stockholm syndrome on our hands. Well, there's a great that that theme is explored in in free guy. Yeah. But let's get back to Iron Man 3 because the point is, the point I'm trying to make is when you see the bad guys 
being these flaming, fiery ones, which you see all the time in the Avenger movies, then you know they're inverting it. Be- that's, that's one of your first tip-offs to the idea that Iron Man is playing a role of uh, the machines in the Matrix, keeping you under control and sucking the life out of you, sucking the energy out of you. And the bad guys, the fiery ones, are trying to help humankind progress. Well, in, in Iron Man 3, and this all comes up because of at the Afghanistan debacle. And we're talking about the Ben Kingsley character. In Iron Man 3, the supervillain, played by Guy Pierce, has developed a, an evolutionary improvement treatment or, or uh, protocol, medical protocol for he and his cohorts where they literally, their bodies, if they can, if they can stand the treatment, they, they become these glorious, fiery beings who are invincible. They can't be killed. They, they, their bodies are able to burn people up and fly and do all kinds of crazy things. I can't remember. Can they actually fly? I can't remember if they can actually fly in the movie, but they certainly light on fire. They, they do all kinds of things and they use this fire to their advantage or whatever, but they're, they're fiery ones. And he, in order to achieve his ends, he has hired Ben Kingsley, who is an act, who plays an actor. He's an actor who plays an actor in the movie <laughs> that reminds me of the of another uh, Robert Downey Jr. film where he says, "I'm just a dude playing a dude dressed up like another dude." <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> well, Ben Kingsley plays the character of the Mandarin, who is a supposedly a Middle Eastern terrorist, and all he's doing is working for a very wealthy oligarch who has other plans and considers himself elite and is trying to change the world to his advantage while everyone's focused on this third world uh, Taliban style guy called the Mandarin who's pulling off all these terrorists. They're attributing all the terrorism that, that Guy Pierce's characters group is perpetrating. They're attributing it to this character, the Mandarin. And so they keep putting out these propaganda pieces or whatever and then they keep people off off guard and of course iron man finds it out and then they have the big fight but there's a there's a monologue that guy pierce does in that movie that's super relevant it's very much a telegraphing of the modus operandi or the modes and methods of the secret combination and he says yeah i figured out early on that anonymity was like a a, a great tool to use and so i i concocted this other enemy for you guys to hate and it's funny because Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, he intrudes upon the complex. You know, he's trying to find out what's going on. And he, he catches the Mandarin in bed with a couple of bimbos drinking. And, and, he, and he encounters his regular persona, which is this, this out-of-work actor who now has work. And right. It's really kind of funny. And he, he's drinking beer or Coke or something. And well, and his persona He can't is, string is two this- words together. Yeah, this his the the guy he's playing is this fundamentalist, and you know, it's nothing. It's basically like Osama bin Laden, right? And he and he's actually like a beatnik, right? Or something. He's like, well, hey, uh, dude, um, could I get my bong, my my crack pipe? I don't know what. Yeah, you girls are gonna have to come back later, right? Like he's completely oblivious. (laughs) Well, there's there's a movie for you. Uh, and that I think is relevant and we'll have to study the Afghanistan situation further, but it was relevant to your comments about 
the the plane p- perhaps being a movie prop. Yeah, and and that's I not haven't un- seen that. I'll I'll send it to you, and it's not unheard of. I mean, didn't the British have fake tanks and things that they parked in airfields to make it look like they had more arsenal in World War II? Didn't didn't they do something like that? But this, yeah, again, just ask yourself. That vi- this that video you've probably all seen it. It's so bizarre. You have these these men crowding around this plane, and I'm thinking, how does that happen? Like somebody on the ground certainly would clear the way for these planes to take off. These are giant planes, and you have a guy who runs in front of the camera. And he's got this big grin on his face. He's like, "Hello, yay!" He's well, just the noise, the from, just the noise from those engines is enough to well, to move people away the from the plane. And then in the plane itself. There's no engine in that round engine thing that goes under the wing. Well, is there any jet wash or what do they call it jet wash the the the, uh, the stuff that's being expelled from the engine cuz that that creates heat, it creates yeah, a distortion you, no, of the air, you can't see no. behind it. And so when it when a plane moves under its jet power forward, you have a massive amount of noise. I'm going to have Jordan look at this live on the air. Okay, live on the air. Recorded. If I, can, if I can find it, pre-recorded. We'll see if we'll see if it's still on there out on the out on the the world wide web. web. Okay, here we are. I'm watching the inflatable plane. It says again. I don't. I don't necessarily endorse this opinion, but it's once you see it, it's hard to unsee it. And again, why is anybody who grabs onto a plane thinking they're just going to hold on while that plane flies? To from Afghanistan to the United Arab Emirates or wherever it went. Like nobody thinks that that's going to end in anything other than just being forced off the plane and rolling across the runway before that thing even gets off the ground. And that's my little plane rant while he's watching this. Well, here, okay, I'm finally getting to the video. They're showing. They're showing a. Parade. I don't know anything about the guy who made the video. It was I saw it linked and watched it and thought, huh. Well, I just, if you've been around anything like, this is a four engine Air Force jet. These are huge The noise, the noise, the noise uh, that those jet engines make is enough to scare all these people off. And now they're all waving and they're running with the plane. And they're just jumping on it. No one jumps on a, outside of a plane unless you're It's like it's being taxied without a taxi. There is no distortion yeah, how's how's the engine? How's this thing moving? Is a good question. Well, and that's what he gets into, and then to me, the the windows, there's the sunlight goes across the windows, and they do not reflect light the way that glass would. You mean like they're just painted black? Yeah, it looks like a, a an inflatable, uh, you know, bounce house type thing. Well, maybe uh, we need to look at some pictures of other Air Force jets. What what's that? A C C nineteen, I believe. C nineteen. Anyway, we live in strange times. We live in a time where everything is is inverted. And, you know, I was thinking about Dr. Dunn's tweet where she was asking for feedback. And I guess I'll give her some credit for asking. I don't know really what she was hoping to achieve. But it got me thinking that is there any, are there any institutions that have increase the public trust is there anyone out there from governments to universities and academic academics and hospitals medicine news media 
religion, churches, have has anyone had their trust increase over the last couple of years? And I can't think of any institution on an institutional level. Nobody has has helped people gain trust in them. N- not a single one. Am I am I wrong there? Well, you kind of have to ask yourself the question: Is the whole episode intended to just completely destroy people's trust in the regular? Well, I have a couple answers to that and some theories. I think one of the purposes of all of this is to destroy trust. You destroy the trust, then you destroy the institutions, and then you build back better. Okay, so your comments on the on the windows, I think, are interesting because this is a, technically a C seventeen Globe Master. Globe Master. There's <laughs> there's a name. What's in a name? Uh, yeah, the, these have windows that you can see through. Generally, most of the pictures I see of C seventeen Globe Masters, unless they're from very far away. You can actually see into the windows, and you would well, have just, expected with the angles, all the angles that were shown in that video, that you wouldn't, it wouldn't look like a painted well, just look at the piece way that of the black light, cardboard. The, the light does not reflect off of the windows like it should. Well, but they didn't. They don't need to. I mean, they could use a regular globe master. The thing is, you you just can't move one. Why would they? Why would they make a big float or a big? Well, people prop aren't going like to be able that. to. People aren't going to be able to jump onto a real plane like that the thing the thing that's interesting to me is if if it's moving under its own power that should be where are there the should wheels? be a taxi there where should be a taxi wheels? moving it where are the landing gear wheels that this thing would taxi itself out onto the runway with i don't know there's a lot of weird stuff with that thing the, that that's a huge airplane by the way and then we see you know pictures of just of the inside of one just crammed with refugees uh, allegedly Again, I just don't trust anything coming out of the news media on on any matter, on any matter. And maybe that's a maybe that's my problem, but they just as I was saying though, I have no reason to trust the news media or the government. Maybe since it's a military all. jet, it can maybe it can taxi under its own power. Well, sure. I mean, planes planes can do that. No, but it, uh, they have to have the engines on to do that. Well, yeah, I mean, the that, jet engines on nor, normally the jet engines are what's going to propel the plane, but then you have this uh, but that plane has a, no engines. <laughs> well, y- yeah, you look can't, at the engine. You can't see any engines Cylinder in there. You, block, you're whatever. right. You can't see any from any of the angles that they give us in that video. I just but, think everything, all the world's a stage, and everything is a charade, and we're being we're being lied to about everything. Well, I think I think that uh, the January sixth episode certainly seemed like the the controllers had gotten a million people to participate in a movie script. That was what was amazing well, about that whole thing. Well, they knew that people were coming for a rally. And so they got, they probably only needed a couple hundred people to pull off what they pulled off, which was inciting some violence, inciting some riots. It's like they had a million extras. Right. I know people that were there personally and, and actually had no idea anything bad was happening. You know, they throw those smoke bombs or whatever they were, tear gas and things, to make it look very dramatic. It was it was perfect. January sixth was a setup. Everything is a setup. Well, that's what makes these in, these these repetitive movies, these uh, life after life or day after day movies, so interesting. Uh, Groundhog Day is is great because it's fun and kind of innocent. Right. It's like Bill Murray, yeah, he plays kind of a 
an everyman jerk, right? right? Like a self-absorbed man. But it's lighthearted and he goes through these stages you would expect of of development to break out of his selfishness and become selfless and then he gets the girl. But, and we'll talk about that one in another episode, but but in a movie like that or even I I still haven't seen Boss Man, but I in in game in video games like where you complete or or try to complete the same level over and over, you generally progress. You progress through getting closer to the goal of finishing the level. You know, you guys listening probably all grew up playing Super Mario Brothers. That was a perfect example. You you continued the same level until you passed it, jumped over the castle, landed on the flag, and moved on to the next level. What we're seeing in our real lives right now is this Groundhog Day boss level Super Mario Brothers uh, situation where we're repeating the same things over and over, but instead of progression, we are regressing. Things are becoming more and more absurd and more and more uh, uh, just chaotic. We're not getting closer to a worthy goal of, of, of you know enlightenment or communion with the Father like you see in, say, Field of Dreams or... Free guys, spoiler alert. See, I said the spoiler, then spoiler alert. That doesn't work very well. <laughs> it's not really a spoiler, but instead, what we're seeing is an inversion, like you just explained, where we're we're progressing or regressing farther and farther and farther away from that ultimate communion. We are a society that is in, stuck in a repetitive cycle that is moving us farther and farther away from God. Right. I think, and I think we're, and we're being up, told that those who are saying, wait a minute, this is wrong, those people are the criminals. Me and you and yeah, the rest of our we're American Taliban friends. No, we're definitely being cast. The, re, the, the real people are definitely being cast as the bad guys here. Um, it's kind of like in the movie Inception when the dream starts to realize you're, you're not going along with it. And you're going against the dream, and so all the parts of the dream start to work against you to try to kill you, to wake you up, or whatever. Right. Well, the so so these movies. Let's just to recap. The, there's there's several movies that are along these lines, and so the general the general, which is interesting. This idea of righteous progression is out there. It's out there. Yeah. In pop culture and popular media, right? The the general the the genre the general area I think includes and is led by Groundhog Day. That's was that the first one? Do we know of any earlier movies? I bet it's not, but it's certainly that came out in what ninety three or something. So in that one, he's repeating the day. Mm-hmm. But you've got Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, and you've got Boss Level. Boss Level's f- based on a video game. And then Free Guy kind of fits this mold, but not quite. But in in Boss Level, Edge of Tomorrow, and Free Guy, the uh, the situation is reset when you die. I guess Free Guy Free Guy shouldn't be lumped in there because he he dies. He just he ends up back in his apartment, but the day isn't reset. He just continues on, right? Right, and their, he their lives, their days are just the same every day because they're literally scripted NPCs. 
Right, but his day doesn't become the same. His day just becomes like a... It changes in the sense that the player characters can come in and the robberies and stuff at the bank change, but his reactions are all scripted. You, right, you know, but the he, guys around can, him do the same. He he wakes things. up. He wakes up and then he starts to. And spoiler alert: He wakes up and of course he does, and realizes he doesn't want that to be his his everyday life. So he goes and does different things. But it's different than Edge of Tomorrow and Boss Level because in Edge of Tomorrow and Boss Level, there's like a an objective that the protagonist is faced with and they continue to go through their activity learning how to make the next move and prolong the day how to how to go further in their quest right and that's what's different about edge of tomorrow boss and boss level compared to free guy right and i think it's different from groundhog day because in groundhog day he doesn't really have an objective. I mean, his first objective is to get women into bed with him, right? Well, no, his first thing is he starts... We, we, we can go through that, but it, we, we got to go through Groundhog Day in, in detail. But he starts out and he's like eating whatever he wants and yeah, once just he, self, once he, he just becomes out very self-indulgent. What's, what's really interesting and gives him a great advantage is that Phil remembers what he's learned from these repetitive days. Well, but so does, so does a guy and free guy. Right. So does... Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. I forget what his name is. And so does Frank Grillo in Boss Level. Right. They all remember. That's that's the difference is they all remember. So he becomes really good at Jeopardy. Well, he becomes really good at one episode You're talking about Phil in Groundhog Day. Yeah. And he learns to play the piano and things like that. Mm-hmm. Before he finally starts progressing in a, in a more spiritual manner Be- right. and, and his character changes from the everyday jerk to mm-hmm. an actual good guy. So, but what's, what's his objective? And, and, and again, let's save all the details for later, but what, well, the, let's ultimate, talk about the genre here. Cause what's the point the of the genre? Gen- the, the ultimate objective in this genre is to escape the hell that they are in the repetitive hell that they are. in. there's a video the, game. There's a video the game. Re- repetition is hell. There's a video game out there called Hades which you play, um, I can't remember now, you play a Greek god at, and you your objective is to escape Hades. Like Perseus or something? Or? Yeah, I think so. And the objective in these isn't, it's the repetitive isn't just the hell. That's part of it. But the hell is this no escape. There's a play by Sartre, 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 Sartre? I don't know. S-A-R-T-E called No Exit. And these people are in, they're in this, this room this like lobby these people who have died are in this room and they realize that 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 is their eternal state there is no exit there's no progression there is no and they're with these people that they hate and and they're in hell they end up learning that they're in hell okay but that uh, yeah there's there's a lot of discussion of what hell really is the hell and i think in the these themed these movies, the hell is the lack of progression. Well, that's the, okay, but it's not the repetition. The repetition doesn't create the hell. And I think that's what Groundhog Day kind of frames it in a way that it's like, okay, this repetitious day is hell. The fact that I can't get out of the loop is hell, right? Right. Until he learns that there is a way out. It's just, it's not through suicide. It's not through debauchery. It's not through indulgence 
and I'm, I'm not going to go into what it is because we'll get into that later and I want people to go watch it and figure it out mm-hmm. for themselves. But. but see, I would argue the, 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 the genre isn't trying to say that repetition is hell. It's trying to show you how the people move forward. Right. That they they move forward through various repetition milestones. Repetition isn't, isn't hell because that's, we all do, we all live our lives in a rep, repetitious manner. Well, I think we're going to find out that cosmically, we, we're going to live, die, and repeat in many worlds, worlds without end. Right. I'm not it's, arguing for reincarnation. Yeah, rep- I'm not arguing for reincarnation in this world, but what what other existences, what other tests, what other types of lives, eternal lives, if you're if you're a, an endowed, sealed member of the church, you'll recognize that the ceiling talks and about vaccinated. eternal lives. Vaccin- you got to add vaccinated. Vaccinated lives? <laughs> no, just to that list. Endowed, sealed. Vaccinated, vaccinated. member. Okay. <laughs> okay. But the, 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 hell is, the hell is the repetition with no progression. Right, right. Okay. Repetition on its own is fine if you're progressing, if you're making strides or moving forward to whatever that ultimate goal is. Just just doing the same thing over and over without any payoff, without any improvement in skill, if you're not getting those or level re, ups or, or regressing up. Or regressing. Right. If you if, like if, if they if every day the the equivalent if the world we're living in right now as portrayed by the mainstream media would be a groundhog day where he doesn't remember what happened the day before. In fact, he keeps making the same mistakes and gets stupider and stupider and stupider until he's just ground into oblivion. Yeah. At that point he sits on the couch with the people in the, in the bed and breakfast and just watches the same programs every day and doesn't even realize that that's what his life is. Yeah. And he doesn't know the answers to the jeopardy questions. Right. He sees the same questions over and over. In fact, he, he and thinks, doesn't, he thinks the food is getting better and better as it gets worse and worse or more rotten or whatever he eats. Right. He's eventually eating garbage. And, and how many of us live like that? Honestly, how many of us do the same thing every day and do don't learn a, a dang thing? Don't learn or progress at all and are content to go to our job like free guy, do the mundane brainless task, come home, sit on the couch, watch the same brainless entertainment and programming, eat the same garbage, go to bed at night and do the same thing over and over, interrupted maybe once a year with a trip to the beach or to Disneyland or whatever other crap that we do to distract us from our terrible social, uh, terrible shadow lives. Well, how many of us are out there believing the lies that are coming out of the corporate media? I mean, a lot of you, people apparently. Apparently, we're living the same day over and we don't have a memory because we're not remembering the contra- that this is contradictory material. We're not remembering what they said 10 minutes ago. They right. want they literally are trying to spin you on a dime and tell you that vaccines are how you get your life back, but not really. You spin me right round, baby, right <laughs> round like a wreck. See, this episode is going to be a lot of bad music from Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby doesn't have a lot of musical talents. <laughs> <laughs> you but you're right. You right around like a record. We, you know, the, there's a, in, in, in philosophy and in, in, you know, archetypes, Jungian archetypes, there's this, this shadow, the shadow life, the, the false life. And we're not sponsored by 
This is the checkers game where grandson... How many times have you heard that stupid VRBO ad? Woo! All right, everybody get up and dance. Is that loud? That's fine. That's good. This is what the media is doing to you right now. Angela Dunn, this is why we don't trust you. Gotta wait for the chorus to kick in. This song had a little rebirth with the Wedding Singer movie. And we just got DMCA'd. <laughs> okay. That might have been a little bit too long, but the music video is, wow, 80s, big hair, eye patch, silly dancing, dead or alive. A, kind of a one hit wonder. Dead or alive. Maybe you should cut out part of that. No, don't don't Maybe. spend any time editing this episode. This episode, <laughs> if people make it through this episode, see what we want on the Mind Virus podcast is loyal listeners, people who can you make it through people this, who can make it through episodes. You get one month free of the of the omniverse, omniversity, omniversity. I realize we've been calling it the omniverse, but we've got the to call it the omniversity. As soon as the omniversity goes live, if you hear this, use promo code I survived thirty seven, and you get one month free. Yeah, of omniversity training. <laughs> you can join our church of vaccine-exempt people. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, anyway, so we're, we're repeating I'm not starting day. a church. I just got to be on record. I'm not we're starting repeating. a church. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not either. I'm not starting no churches, okay? <laughs> Why not, man? <laughs> What's your problem with churches? Uh, Sounds like you've got something against churches there, I've got Andrew. I've problems. I got a lot of problems. I got 99 problems. And the main one is all the people telling me that I touch them and kiss them. And I do. I touch and kiss people because I love people. Yeah, but. Unless they're old, then I like to kill those people. But you're vaccinated, aren't you? Listen to me. The vaccine is your ticket to getting your life back. And it's my ticket to getting my job back as the governor. Then why are people so upset? <laughs> you didn't resign, did you? I didn't ever resign. I just started to retire early. Took a hiatus, I thought, like a two-week hiatus. You said you were going to vac- vaccinate and I'm then resign, new, and then I got a new television gig with my brother. We're starting a thing called called the Brothers Grimm. That's trademarked already, I think. We only have one M. Oh, okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're that, having, we're just reach, uh, we're really reaching here. I think we should wrap this up. Uh, I think I think we 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 we've gotten to we've that. exhausted we've ourselves. We hit our point of diminishing returns probably about an hour and a half ago. Well, I want to talk about these movies at some point. Well, we try to, and then every day we get spun around like a record, 
right with round, all baby. of this nonsense. And and it's like the movies are playing out in real time in our lives. I've had people say, man, this, this world is like a movie. And they'll pick some movie like The Hunger Games. You don't want to live in a world like The Hunger Games. I don't anyway. But w- movies in these archetypes are playing out right in front of our eyes. And we have to wake up. You have to be that person that is progressing and remembering the day-to-day progression. And that's how you escape all of this. That's how you get above it. Otherwise, they will be above you. These secret combinations, that's how they get above you. You've got to remember from day-to-day. And, you, and, and part of that is discovering and remembering who you really are. You know, my mission president would always say to us, remember who you are, remember who you are. And, you know, I probably all our parents have said that. Well, it's good advice. But before you can remember who you are, you've got to learn who you are. You're not an NPC that's just programmed to do the same thing every day and never ask questions and never progress. You're the player character. You're the hero of the story. And you are meant to progress and to level up and to get better swords and better shields and better armor and better magical powers so that you can defeat the boss. That's the that's the ultimate goal is to defeat the boss of this world and to progress and to have communion with the creator. Amen, brother. That's also the plot of Free Guy. <laughs> and the plot of Boss Level and the plot of Edge of Tomorrow and the plot of Oblivion and the plot of Groundhog Day. And the, the plot of every major archetype. Right. Well, yeah, let's let's tie it up. Okay, so can we commit can we commit to not discuss <laughs> COVID or current events next week? Can we commit to that? I don't know. Next week we might we might be arrested. For what we said today? No, just just for just for just smiling for, at the grocery store. I don't drive a truck around with a Trump flag. Again, well, I, I, didn't, don't I didn't vote for him twice, okay? I, Both times I didn't vote for him. Does that make me Taliban? You might have voted for him. Oh, that's a, right. A ballot with your name. A ballot with my name on it might have voted for him. Probably voted, voted for Biden, though. No, you're right. I mean, 81 million of us voted for the most popular president in the history of mankind. A man who Does anyone know his remember. favorite flavor of ice cream? Well, when he was asked, I think he said... I think he said Rocky Road because we're in for a rocky road. Oh, well, that's prophetic. I don't think he said that, mm. but he should have. I think he said bubble gum because I like the little bits of bubble gum. <laughs> it's like two <laughs> treats in one treat. <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I did like that idea that you're going to get ice cream and bubble gum. Yeah, out but of the it. bubble gum and the bubble gum ice cream never tasted very good. I know. It was like a short lived type of a thing. I used to be really into baseball cards and I bought a package of baseball cards from the eighties back in the two thousand zeros. Oh yeah. And, and I had opened gum it up it. and it had that gum and I thought, I gotta mm. I gotta see what happens. And I put it in my mouth and it just dissolved like 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 in the movies when someone finds an uh they open up a tomb and, oh, and the, it's just goes to air dust. and just whoo, that gum just whoo, and it didn't taste very good. Mm. And it had also stained the card that it was on. The the card was like permanently have was this, that a good card? No, but... but you, how much did you pay for this pack of cards? Cause, I know, a couple bucks. Because you're taking a chance. You're like, hey, some, there could be Baseball a good one. Baseball cards are expensive now. Really? Yeah, like like 4 or $5 for 12 cards. 
It's and these are current player yeah, cards. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody wants the current people. Well, you, you buy them now, and then you don't do anything with them for thirty years. Yeah. And then you hope that they appreciate in value, but they don't because everybody's doing the same thing, and so the market's flooded. Yeah, there's markets flooded with a bunch of stuff. But I still like baseball cards and bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can, can we commit? Let's well, let's try. Can it we for commit? It. Are we going to try for it? Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. Eh, there is try. Okay. There's a lot of trying. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I would like. I would li- very much like to have an episode where we deep dive into these films, especially maybe backboned on Groundhog Day. But the news gets so absurd every day. It's almost like, how can we not? But let's 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 go for that. Okay. In the meantime, remember, you are not losing your mind if you believe that there might be a problem with all the COVID propaganda, that they're not telling the whole truth. If you question the mainstream narrative, you are not losing your mind. You are in a significant minority, possibly even a majority. The reason I'm telling you this is because they also want you to think that if you question the election results or like religious holidays, <laughs> you might be you a might domestic be a terrorist. terrorist and you might actually be losing your mind. Speaking of movies in the future, uh, Dune is being made again into a movie and it looks like it might be really good so do we'll just have to see if they dune weave a cool. bunch of social justice garbage into it yeah i hope they don't but we quote dune dune once in a while and at least the fear is the mind killer part right there's some good the stuff spice must flow yeah the spice must flow think about that okay guys uh where does spice come do from we, do we have any really good parting parting gifts for these people no, these poor people have been through enough. Today. <laughs> Today? The good news is that you can listen to this on double speed. And then, you know, my Cuomo voice sounds like, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing at all. <laughs> There's enough Cuomo voice in this that I think our, our growing body of listeners we will be excited. Any, we didn't do any... We didn't, we, we, we need any Spencer do Cox voice. Oh, that, is, that, is that the voice that I've come up with? Is the Spencer Cox voice? Hey. I'm so tired of protecting you. I don't need you protection. I got protection. Trust me. <laughs> these, oh. these two guys standing behind you, those <laughs> mafia types, they're, they're your protection. Okay. Well, uh, everybody have a good week. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for this podcast. <laughs> You knew what we were when you picked us up. up. (laughs) This, there's a lot of really good stuff. We're just giving you an extra week for your homework. There's a lot of really good stuff in these movies that we ought to talk about. And if you got movie recommendations for us that you like, leave a comment on the on the website. Reach out to us. We do like hearing from you. Um, If you can figure out what the Osiris spindle is. That's in the movie Boss Level. By the way, the okay. word, the F word is used so often in the movie Boss Level. Pfizer? <laughs> That's a P word. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm going to warn you, uh, Boss Level is a rated R movie, and they use the word F-U-C-K like... Um, like like Andrew Cuomo the- uses salt on steak. <laughs> They use it copiously. Does he use a lot of salt on steak? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He likes salty steak. He also likes young ladies that work for him. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> Let's be done. I'm out of here. This is this is Jordan Bruno signing off. Bobby, the rest is for you. All right, just what I always wanted. My own solo episode on the back of an episode. Where shall I be? No. Thank you guys. Every thank you. Just bear with us. <laughs> Don't. I'm not bearing nobody. All right, guys. Thank you, and we will see you next week. We are officially signing off. Love you guys. Bye.